0: Are you thinking that at this point in our marriage, we need to figure out, like, is it okay to do a prenup 13 years in?
1: Oh, no. Mm. We're too far in. At this point, (laughs) what's yours is mine. How convenient. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm
1: not even... is Mrs. Melanin.
0: And I'm Belief Mel. And
1: we're here with episode 205 of
0: How How Married married Are you? You? Okay, my is Believe. This is Yvette. We married 13 years in California. We got four kids. Relationships scary. Very necessary. We share our mm-hmm. love a struggle. We ask how, how married are. are every Tuesday and Thursday, shawty. If you're listening, you're yeah, in a wedding party. It's okay if you want to put your hands up. You got the questions. We got the answers. It's
1: chocolate baby story time.
0: chocolate baby story time. It's, it's chocolate
1: baby story time. One.
0: Two Three And It's chocolate baby Story time Yeah So Man we had a Very eventful weekend Um It still like Never amazes me How much Theo Can be So prepared For one thing And so Off for another Um, He's one of them kids that he he got some things I'm learning about him is he has tunnel vision and he hates to lose. So as far as any game, right, he hates to lose. He'll cry if he lose sometimes. Um, But he's always prepared to win. But like if you take him and like this weekend he had a game, he had a hockey game. And the man packed everything for the game. But right after hockey game, he had a basketball game for Uriah. And he didn't even bring shoes. So he was at the basketball court with the socks on because he had his rollerblades on. That's all he brought. So it's just very interesting. That kid.
1: He had fully dressed for the hockey game. hmm Assuming we were going to be late. Yeah. And it didn't cross his mind that afterwards he'd have to put on regular shoes.
0: Mm-hmm. Tunnel vision.
1: Yeah. And I didn't even realize it until we were at the basketball game. And I was like, what the heck, man? Yeah. Um well um (laughs) i don't know where uzi is getting this from right now but he has this thing where if glenn's driving and i'm in the passenger side he gets out and he like wants to open my door wow but then he has this expectancy of like are you gonna say thank you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> type thing. Yeah. The first time he did it, it caught me off guard. And then he did it again. He's like, I opened the door for you two days in a row. <laughs>
0: mm, he's so sweet.
1: And I was like, Oh, you're so sweet. But he will also oh, he has also brought it up in the house just randomly. Like he's <laughs> very proud of opening my door.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Super sweet.
0: All, All right. right. <laughs> Cool, man. I just want to remind everybody real quick to like and subscribe to our channel. Mm -hmm. Like the video. Super important, right? Sometimes you guys just need a little reminder. Mm -hmm. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, please do that. Also, if you're watching on podcast and you've been watching for 200 episodes Mm -hmm. and you made it to the 200th episode, you might like us. So I will go ahead and uh, submit that five-star review. That would be amazing. And then... um, yeah, like I think that uh, yeah, that'd be awesome if you could do that for us. Um, today's topic is Yvette.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to bring it all in. So a while ago, someone on social media somewhere shared this um this YouTube video, and it was of a divorce attorney talking about marriage and love, and I'm immediately intrigued because. I host a marriage podcast and, you know, relationships are just an interesting thing for me, an interesting topic for me. And so I watched the episode while I I was putting together furniture, I think, or cleaning the kids' room. I was in Anaya and Uzi's room when I was listening to it anyway. And- um, It was a while ago. This was a while ago. And I was like, wow. Like, I feel like the man, so, I will share the link to the video because I do think it's worth watching. I hope by sharing the link that I'm not like turning anyone off from marriage because it actually while I do believe that his goal was. I don't know. I actually don't know what his goal was. I don't think he was trying to talk anyone out of marriage. I think he was just trying to give people all the facts. You know, like, I don't think he was trying to say, hey, you shouldn't get married or, hey, you should get married. I think his his posture toward it was kind of indifferent, aside from the fact that he kept calling it. um, What did he call it? Oh, my goodness. I took notes. Uh, It was. Oh, he kept referring to it as unuseful technology. (laughs) Which is fine But I just feel like a lot of the things that he said If you're considering marriage Are good things to think about prior to getting married And um, If you're married They're good things to think about And pay attention to and be intentional With in marriage And so uh, I listened to the podcast again But this time I took notes Because I felt like it was a worthwhile conversation For us to have here on the podcast Mm -hmm. I sent it over to Glenn I sent it to Glenn way back when I um listened to it, and he decided to listen to it today, but he didn't get to listen to the full thing, so I'm just curious what are your thoughts so far and what you've heard
0: Tell- He seems like very cynical, okay, yeah, yeah he seems like he's got some um he's but he's honest, mm-hmm. you know, and he just feels like he's just like, yeah, like like I think the last part I left off on was like he was saying how. You can get married by Elvis at some like silly little chapel <laughs> for $20 for twenty dollars or something like that. But it's like that means from the rest of your life, this person makes decisions on your behalf. And every time you buy something for this person, you really buy half of it for yourself. <laughs> and anytime you get a gift, it's half You're like everything from that point on. It's like it's I guess the point is like people really make this decision very flippantly mm-hmm. and they don't really understand what they're saying yes to. Mm-hmm. He said he was a fan of prenups, mm-hmm. he said he was, um, he, he just, I, I think the perspective is really important because he has the inside scoop of the yes. other side. And even us people who are hearing about people in divorces, yeah, we don't know exactly mm all the details, but he knows all the details. Mm -hmm. He's just like, yeah, it's not a good idea, you know? Um, He he kept saying, like, all the data's on my side, all the data's on my side, he Mm -hmm. kept saying that, and I just was like, it's not like you made the data, you know what (laughs) I'm saying, like, it's just something that you understand and you know based on what you experienced and what you have information for, right? But it was very interesting, but I think it's a lot to learn,
1: mm-hmm. for sure. One of the things, because I had never, I kind of, whenever I think of a prenuptial agreement, mm. I kind of feel like it is an agreement that says there's a chance we might this might not work. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like negates the idea of getting married because it's like, you don't believe in this union if you want to have a prenuptial agreement. But one of the things he said when he brought up the prenuptial agreement was um oh i wish i could like bold
0: yours mind's hours
1: he did talk about yours mind's hours as like doing the prenuptial like when you're doing a prenuptial agreement that being the type of agreement that you should do which we'll get there in just a second um but sorry okay so he goes which i thought was a very good point he was like if come on hold on hold on hold on hold on let me find it because I feel like I don't want to say it wrong. He goes, why would you learn how to fight in the middle of a fight? Mm. Like, why would you learn how to communicate like at the dire need of it? Mm -hmm. And so a prenuptial agreement is an opportunity for you to really assess what you're about to get into and have a fuller understanding of the marriage. And so when he was talking about it, he was like, he also said something else. He goes, um, he goes, prenups force you to have a conversation about marriage before you're getting in, going in, before you enter into it. And when Glenn brought up the whole yours, mine, ours, it's like one of those things, the idea of it is whatever's in your name is yours. Whatever's in my name is mine. And then there is like whatever we get together or whatever, it's ours. But, the guy who was interviewing him was like, but what about, you know, if you inherit some money or he didn't. This wasn't the guy saying it, but if you inherit, if Glenn were to inherit money and we put the money in an account. Right. And then any money he earns through wages or whatever, if he adds it to that account, I'm automatically 50 percent like owner of however much is in that pot. Mm-hmm. It's called There's a phrase for it or whatever. And so he was the guy who was interviewing was talking to him about it. And he was like, well, like, well, that sucks. And the guy was like, well, it has to be an ongoing conversation. Like, it has to be an ongoing conversation. Okay, you just inherited this money. This money is money that your grandmother wanted you to have. So are you going to put this in an account with just your name or is this going in an account with our name? Do I get a portion of this, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and so I feel like the whole idea of marriage is an ongoing conversation.
0: Um, one mm. of the things. So you agree? No, no. no. <laughs> just for just so you guys know, because you use me as an example, mm-hmm. nobody's giving me any money.
1: <laughs> I'm not. Our
0: our ancestors aren't built that way. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. No. But what I'm saying is, I don't know that I agree with it but man he just he was saying so many things and I was like oh shoot cause you know and I feel like we've had this conversation in the past because let's say you have like a famous basketball player who's worked really hard to get where he's at mm-hmm. he's earned billions of dollars whatever he gets married at some point along the way the, they're married for five years they decide to get a divorce while they were married the woman just kind of hung out bought a lot of things and enjoyed life had children maybe or whatever
0: which is also hard too
1: yes
0: (laughs) right depending on i
1: know and so it just makes you really really start to think about things because it's like um does she deserve half of everything that he has earned
0: yeah so i'm thinking like let's take our son for example right say he's really good hockey player mm-hmm. he's working on his craft since he's eight years old mm-hmm. right he grows up and then he's an hl player and he's you know a superstar mm-hmm. in that respect and so he gets married to you know you know jessica whatever mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying Letitia, whatever right and so <laughs> some of you guys saw what i did there So you get married to whoever, right? Uh And then she's kind of like, yeah, you're, I get half of that.
1: Mm -hmm. It's
0: kind of like my man's been working on his dream since he was seven or eight years old. You know, that's kind of hard for you to say that you get half of all that work. Yeah. But I get it. Now, if she is different, if it's like she's helping you make business decisions. Yes. And she's also like, babe, don't go out, go to the gym, work on your craft. Like. I'm going to help you. You know what I'm saying? It's different. But
1: I just think it's one of those things, though, which is what he kind of talks about in the prenuptial agreement is like prior to getting married, taking kind of an inventory of what has come to be. And then throughout the marriage, kind of monitoring, like the contributions each partner is making, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like a tit for tat type behavior, which is not cute or romantic or anything like that. Um, and so it's hard because I know that for me, cause I was listening to it again. I was like, wait a minute now. I was like, okay, for seven years I worked, I made X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then after that I didn't work, but I do believe that I've contributed to, um, Absolutely. you know, whatever.
0: So I'm like, I think, yeah, I don't, I, so wait a minute.
1: <laughs> I know this is going, I, this might be going a little crazy. I don't know.
0: No, I want to know if you were to do it all over again. -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. we were to get married Mm -hmm. and you were to have a career Mm -hmm. and I was to have a career. Say I'm a successful MC, you're a successful teacher, Mm -hmm. we're getting married. Would you want us to do a prenuptial agreement after receiving this information?
1: Um I think I would have a conversation. I think I would have a conversation. Why? Um Why would I have the conversation? Um Ooh. Because I have issues. <laughs> I really do have issues because for me I think that I don't want to be left hanging.
0: You have a fear of I being ha- left alone. That
1: is an insecurity that I have one thousand percent.
0: That's not who's I, who's I mean
1: Oh, and I know where it comes from, but I, I won't talk about that.
0: Yeah. But let's just be clear. Yeah. It don't come from me.
1: It does not come from you. Right. Yeah. But I like I have I've always had this thing like I will never be left dumbfounded. I will not be, like, I will not have my own financial situation where I can't make money. Um, and I will know how to manage my finances. Like, I just, that's not going to be me.
0: Okay. So, does that change the dynamic of our relationship?
1: In this current moment? Or do you mean, like, if we were to At go the core.
0: It? If this is, like, a thing that you have kind of, like, hey. Right? So, no
1: i haven't i so i see us as a lifetime so he said divorce i mean he said marriages end in two ways death or divorce i see ours ending in death mm-hmm. i have i have no d- doubt about ours ending in death right you gonna die i'm gonna die somebody gonna die or oh, you we, gonna kill
0: me <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you will not give me on record saying that i will listen What
0: well, well, is this, this is what i'm saying i'm not saying that I'm just saying that it does change the dynamic of our relationship. If you have like a, I can't l- officially like let go of this thing that could possibly happen. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yes. Okay. So I don't know that it's something that I can't let go of. Um. And somebody in the comment section is probably going to be like, "Oh, she has trust issues." And everybody's got trust I issues. Think, yeah, that might be. Well, a thing. We
0: we both have trust issues.
1: Yeah. Um. However, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I I believe just knowing the man that you are, that regardless, okay, so let's just say hypothetically that our marriage does end in divorce. Mm-hmm. I know that you will take care of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I do believe it is smart for people to make sure that if their marriage does end in divorce... That you are taking care of. Now, the guy, it's so funny because the guy goes on and he brings up another situation in which the woman was the one who kind of made the money. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of caught off guard when it was like, oh, you have to pay alimony. Absolutely. I
0: want all my money.
1: <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and he goes, you know, and he even talked about he, he oh, man, the conversation just goes In so many different directions, but he does talk about how when you get divorced, there's like not a male and female like balance or whatever. And he's like, there's not enough um, same sex marriages for us to do any kind of real stats on because it's still new Mm -hmm. and we don't have any of that going on right now as much. Mm -hmm. But he was saying like, you know, when it comes to who gets the children and um, who's paying alimony or whatever, and then some men not even wanting to take alimony because they're too prideful of being taken care of.
0: Would we get a pre-number if we both came in with some money? You said we would definitely have a conversation. Yeah. Right? So, you're and I'm like, okay, and you're like, hey, there's there's one thing, and I know I'm not going to be able to move away from this, or I know exactly where it comes from. So I will not be caught off guard and left alone and Mm -hmm. not being able to make money. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And I said that changes the dynamic of our relationship currently.
1: It does. Right? Because there's
0: some... Well, what do you mean for me?
1: No, I'm asking. It does for you? Why?
0: Well, I think it does in, you know, if in the back of your mind you are thinking of an exit strategy as we move forward in life, Mm -hmm. if you're always kind of considering an exit strategy, I am like, well, I'm not considering an exit strategy. Should I be thinking of an exit strategy as well?
1: I'm not thinking of an exit strategy. In fact, I'm thinking about how are we going to win?
0: Well, I'm just saying, though, like if it comes down to it, you're like – I have to make sure that at some point I can steal. Mm. You know what I'm saying? because uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear you talk.
1: Well, I just feel like I understand what you're saying now. And I don't necessarily believe that that is it. Because, again, marriages can end in death or divorce. Right? Mm-hmm. So let's say you die. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have life insurance. Mm-hmm. However, life insurance might run out. Mm -hmm. Right. So then what? What is Yvette going to do? Yeah. So I'm just trying to create pathways for me to have ways to make money. Babe, we have experienced death. Absolutely. (laughs) On our like and I and that's my thing. I just always want to be prepared. And so for me, it's not so much an exit strategy. It is a like, okay, we're going to win together. And if one of us falls off at some point either of us is set up for success. We, I, yeah, I don't wanna do a GoFundMe when you die. Right. I don't want you to do a GoFundMe when I die.
0: Right, so here's the thing. It's like, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there's, I, I believe that everyone should have a plan in case of an emergency and also shelter and care strategy, all that stuff. I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's some people in marriage who has one foot out the door and is keeping a stash just in case <laughs> something happens. Yes. That it happens,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And so, you know, that their husband don't even know about. Just, mm-hmm. I got this to the side, just in case.
1: And I've had people tell me to do that.
0: Right, mm-hmm. right. And I'm just saying, like, I can promise you, with well, all my life, I don't have nothing sat to the side for nothing. Nothing. And I'm like... It's funny because I know you have...
1: Because um, Glenn's the type of guy that just don't be cashing checks... So it's like, you have checks.
0: I don't have no real checks. Ain't no real money on that, on that, on them checks. tell them little music money? <laughs> the little $130? What we gonna do? No. Go to Food for Less? You have uh, Whatever, keep going. I don't got no money. All right. Anyway.
1: I'm not saying you have money on the side. I was just saying you got some
0: stuff. I got money just in case we need to hit the road. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we don't have... We don't... You know what I'm saying? Like, everything I have, she has. Mm-hmm. So I'm like... That's so interesting. But anyway, I want you to go back to your points over there because I just wanted to kind of make that statement because there is, I wonder now if like, okay, are you are you thinking that at this point in our marriage we need to figure out like, is it okay to do a prenup 13 years in?
1: Oh, no. Mm. We're too far in. At this point, <laughs> what's yours is mine. How convenient. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even I'm not like whatever but I feel like when I was listening to him okay so a big reason why I really wanted to bring this up because at one point the guy asked him really quick though I just want to say a few facts that I didn't really get to mention at the beginning Mm -hmm. so he said marriage was created in 2000 BC and so I looked it up and it was actually 2035 I'm sorry 2350, 2350 BC is when marriage was created. I didn't realize that. Did you know that? mm Yeah. Anyways, I feel like that's an interesting fact. And, um, and it was created for land ownership, right? He goes, all marriages end in divorce or death. And he goes, 56% of marriages end in divorce. And then they asked a question. The guy was asking him questions that I don't really feel like it's fair to ask him because I don't know if he knows, but I just want to bring this up. So the following information is not necessarily facts or real statistics, but he goes, how much more percentage stay in a marriage to avoid splitting everything or because of children? And his guesstimate was 20%. And then he goes on to say this. He goes, if there was a 76% chance of you walking outside your home and a bowling ball was going to hit you on the head. Would you leave your home? <laughs> and a lot of people might say, nah, I like my life. I don't really want to, you know, die that way or be injured that way or whatever. And then he goes, however, with a 76% chance of marriages ending in divorce, people are still
0: getting married. Okay. So I have a problem with that analogy. Okay. <laughs> I have a problem with it because mm. it's... it's I think, okay. So I've never, you know, been divorced. I know people who go through divorce, and I know that it is very, very terrifying and horrible and horrific, terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like it's sudden death.
1: Yes, you're a right. A bowling
0: ball hitting your head from what height? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the question is like, are you gonna run into a bowling ball on on the way leaving? Because some people, it's just kind of like I wasn't really that committed anyway. I didn't really want to be with him anywhere. I didn't want to be with her anywhere. I was cheating on her. I have a backup plan. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm wearing a helmet. Like, Mm. there's certain things that's kind of like, that's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. So if we're saying that, like, the equivalent, getting hit in the head with a bowling ball from the top, you know, from 40 stories ahead, uh, above you, is the same as getting divorced. I don't know if that's true.
1: Okay. So let's talk about... um... Let's ha- come up with a different analogy. Well, I, I don't know if there's a different analogy. People I, enter into marriage understanding that there's a 76% chance that their heart might get broken.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think it's the equivalent of like.
1: Yeah, you're good with analogies. Come y-
0: on. You know, like I think, I feel like it's the equivalent of like. Um, Maybe going to jail. Mm. So it's a seventy-six <laughs> percent. If you go outside, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. So, uh, just
0: listen. All right, okay. just listen. All right. So say, say, if you go outside and get in your car and drive, mm-hmm. it's a seventy-six percent that you're gonna get caught by the police. Your car's gonna get taken. You're gonna go to jail. You're gonna need to pay for a lawyer, like that type of stuff. And for a season, you're gonna be out of commission. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna be going to jail for. Let's say three months, because it might take you that long to heal from the process, mm. right? So in three months you're gonna be de- for three months you're gonna be depressed. If you go outside today, it's seventy six percent chance that you're gonna, you know, for three months, right? But there's a there's a fifteen percent chance that you ride away in the sunset and you have the time of your life.
1: Mm.
0: Like let's talk about the stakes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It depends on what kind of car you got. It depends on how good of a driver you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Depends on if you have a plan of exit to get out of, if you know the back roads. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like who you're riding with. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I don't like the analogy about the bowling ball because I feel like it's life or death. But I guess that's what he came up with on the, on on the fly. fly. And he talks fast, so.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. One thing that I did want to bring up is he talks about the legal definition of negligence. Did you get to that part? Mm-mm. And negligence is when you lose by not doing, when, okay, when what you lose by not doing something is lower than the risk of harm.
0: What you lose by not doing something is lower than the risk of harm? Yes. I got to look at that on the piece of paper.
1: So, <laughs> here I'll make it bigger for you.
0: Um, I need a diagram. But go ahead. Oh,
1: so he's basically saying, okay, so if there's a fifty-six percent chance that you're gonna get divorced, or if there's a seventy-six percent chance of getting divorced, the risk of getting divorced, or the risk of being miserable, or the risk of not having a successful marriage, is higher than the risk of not getting married at all. Like, why not just be in relationship with somebody? Mm-hmm. And so he talks about he claims that marriage is inherently a negligent activity.
0: Okay, so I think the, the, the problem is, is mm-hmm. that we're talking to a divorce attorney.
1: Okay, but let me add some more context to this. Okay. This is a divorce attorney who married his college sweetheart, had sons with her, and also got divorced.
0: Okay, so check this out. I feel like the op- opposing side to this, right, or just a little bit like a diagonal, would mm-hmm. be like talking to a prenatal nurse. Mm-hmm. Or, or like, Ooh. about how to care for children, mm. or is it pre or post? Uh, like when it happens, a baby nursery. Who's in the nursery? Who's, what's the nurses in the nursery? <laughs> the NICU, right? The so,
1: the baby, the nurses who help deliver the babies.
0: Right. So if you're if you're hanging out with somebody who all they get to do is hold babies for the entirety of their job, just infants, like newborn babies. All they get to do is hold babies because their parents aren't around or whatever, Mm -hmm. and you ask them what it's like to be a parent, right? Mm -hmm. And they have a kid, they're like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. I'm always around these babies, right? Mm -hmm. But then when the kid turns four or five or six, even if you have the option to go back, like you kick it with your nephew, Mm -hmm. you want another baby all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like automatically I want another baby because I'm reminded of this moment. Mm -hmm. But this moment only lasts this long. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So. I wouldn't listen to a, a that nurse about what it's like to have a baby or be a parent mm. because I don't feel like they have an accurate view. Mm. And this guy is dealing with people at their worst moments and this is his job. Yes. And he gets paid very well for making them successful in the process. Yeah. So I don't know if he's a great person to listen to, even though, I mean- I think his advice is sound Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: he has such experience about the risk, but Mm -hmm. I don't think he talks about the reward, but let's continue.
1: He Okay, so then let's get into that a little bit. So he believes love and marriage have very little to do with each other.
0: Yes, I heard that.
1: Um, He goes on to say that he doesn't believe he can learn everything he needs to know about himself from himself. Great. Having someone around him seeing his blind spots See, he says having someone someone around him helps him to see his blind spots. However, he doesn't necessarily believe it has to be a romantic partner. But I do believe that when you're outside of marriage, it's easier for you to hide because a lot of the people who are around you they either are in their own marriage with their own families, they have their own careers, they whatever. But like when you, I was thinking about it today, and I was like, my actual like close friends, I don't know the last time that I've actually like hung out with them. And I really know what's going on in their lives. Mm -hmm. It's been a few weeks, months, maybe Mm. for me to have really had like a close, like what's happening? How are you type conversation? And um, and I feel like you and I, because we're closer in proximity, it's less difficult for me to hide. Like you see me, hopefully. Do you see me?
0: I'm aware. (laughs) I see you. I see you. I see you, but but I don't feel what you feel.
1: You don't feel what I feel. And
0: some women may feel what you feel.
1: True. Very true. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. However, I do feel like there are things about myself that I have learned from being married to you. Mm-hmm. And as a result of being married to you, I have been called to grow in areas that I may not have been required to grow in, which has in turn made me a better person now he's I disagree what
0: I disagree with that why because I think it's making you a better person for me
1: Mm. I don't know if
0: it's making you a better person in general Hmm. because it really depends on who Mm. you're looking at that
1: is so that is something to think about
0: because think about it like I'm changing for you not for everybody you know what I'm saying Yes. Like, so the interesting thing about marriage, right? Mm. Right, this, you know, 2035 year old process or whatever. Actually, it's 4,000 because it's BC. Yeah, BC. So it's 4,000 years. Freaking, I don't know.
1: What year is it? 2020? Yeah,
0: 4057.
1: Good job, babe. Yeah.
0: So, 58. 58. (laughs) So, 4058 year old process. Mm hmm. If we're looking at it in biblical standings, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: then if we, if the church is the bride Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and we are to, right, be in community with Jesus, then we are conforming to his image. Mm. So the reason why we're in community is to be more like him and be for him. Mm -hmm. Right. So if we are married, we are conforming to each other, not to everyone else. Now, it will make us better people. In general, but we'll be better husbands and wives, not better humans. I mean, I think we'll be better humans, but, like, I'm learning how to cook shrimp and grits because you like shrimp and grits, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I'm not learning how to cook shrimp and grits for 20 people. Yeah. I'm trying to make a batch of two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I align with that. I will say, though... What I I think I was meaning to say but I didn't say Mm -hmm. is that being in relationship with you has made me self-aware because there are things that I do that come from someplace, like my trust issues that comes from someplace. Mm -hmm. If I weren't in relationship with you, I probably wouldn't have realized fully that I had the type of trust issues that I have, that I do feel like I need to have some sort of plan B to make sure I'm okay. I'm taken care of, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so the relationship, the proximity that you and I have to each other helps me become more self-aware.
0: Okay, can know? I add something? Because I think the the interesting about trust issues is that they're only issues when you're in proximity with someone.
1: Mm. But really it's just that, I,
0: <laughs> there's just trust. Jeez. It's like, I know how to trust you this much, mm. right? If I have to go this much, There's an issue. Mm -hmm. So now we have trust issues. The gap is here. Mm. So how do we fix this? Mm -hmm. Right? Because I need you to trust me here. Right? But your trust only had to go this far. You know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. this is the issue. This is the trust limit. This is the issue. You know?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But we both have it. Mm -hmm. For sure.
1: Mm.
0: Sorry. You
1: don't have to apologize. Um... Okay, another interesting statistic that he shared was that 84% of people who get divorced are remarried within five years. Mm -hmm. So it's like maybe the marriage isn't going to last or whatever, but 84% of people are getting remarried Mm -hmm. within a short period of time relatively. So I feel like that speaks volumes too.
0: Marriage. Yeah. I also think when you're with somebody and then you're not with somebody, it's really hard to be alone.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? I I feel like the thing, too, is because we just recently had a conversation with somebody talking about marriage and why get married or whatever. And,
0: it makes my stomach hurt just thinking about it.
1: And I feel like nothing we've said so far still, like, speaks toward why you should get married Mm -hmm. Um, because there's probably going to be someone listening to this podcast that's like, okay, I'll just be in a relationship with somebody and not get married. But according to the law, is it seven years that you're like cohabitating or living together or whatever that you're legally married at that point? Yeah. So it's like,
0: why not? I got a, I have a, I have a direct lesson I taught the kids today. Okay. That is. Talk speaks about this. Okay. Okay. Can I can I venture off on this? Yes. Maybe we turn this into a part two. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're gonna end with this story, I think. Okay. So I took Raya out for um to teach him how to. He has a crush on somebody, and I was like, okay, well, let's learn how to date. Let's learn how to treat women. Let's learn. So we went out to Chili's. We hung out, and I taught him all these lessons about being in a relationship, right? And I put this up on Instagram. And it, you know, did really well or whatever. People really enjoyed the content. And so, you know, someone asked me, it was like, you know, could a mom do this same thing with her son? And I said, yeah, but I think it would be better coming from a man because my mom took me out sometimes and, you know, try to teach me how to date people. But my mom isn't going to teach me how to get a woman, right? She's going to try to teach me how she would want to be pursued. But my dad is my dad, or another man, would teach me how to present himself, how to present oneself, right? Differently. Um, my mom did the best she could for sure, but coming from a man is different, right? Um, so I, I had this thing, and I left this comment. I said, "I think it would be better coming from a man." And this lady said, "You know, there's no man in my community that I trust to do this." And then somebody come and it was like, there's not a coworker or an uncle or a cousin or any. And she was like, nobody. So then I talked to the boys today and I was just saying how, look, man, like this really made me sad because immediately what I really wanted to do was go and help her. Mm -hmm. Like, and go and out and say, we'll we'll be your community, but that's not my job. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's not my job, right? Um, But I said, why is why do you have a baby outside of community? Let's just think about that,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right? And I talked about, right, what happens when you are in community and you have relationship in community and you have babies in community. So the first thing was, I was teaching the boys that you have to have a vision for where you wanna be in your life. Having a vision is just really important. Where are you going? What do you wanna do? It doesn't mean you have to say exactly what you wanna do, but hey, I think I wanna do something in this category or I want my life to look like this. You know, and I started saying, hey, do you guys want to be homeless? No. Do you guys want to live at your mom's house? No. I want to, right? I want to drive a Corvette. You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys have their own dreams. Awesome. Cool. At least you know exactly, you know, kind of how successful you want to be in life. Now, do you want to be lonely? You want to have friends? What do you want to have? Ryan says, I'll be lonely. You know what I'm saying? Right? He doesn't want a lot of people in his life. But Theo's like, no, I want friends. I want a lot of friends, right? God is my friend, right? Makes perfect sense. So... I was like, okay, cool. So the first thing is you have a vision and then you have a community, right? Your community is gonna help you find your village, right? And I talked about how we have a community. We have all these people we know. We got Garrett and Laura, we got Brandon and Janine, we got Ruslan and Monette, we got Cornell and Adrian, we got Christian and Deborah, we got Jimmy and Janay. Timothy and Keisha, we have all these people, right? Some of these people are a community, some of them are a village. Right. Mm. Right. So we have relationships with in community and we have a village. Mm. We trust that the people in our community are kind of raising each other, uh, the children the same way and doing the same. Right. Mm -hmm. But the people in the village, that's our core. Mm -hmm. And I said, who would help you learn how to date if I didn't do it? Mm. First couple names they said was just complete dumpster fire. I was like, absolutely not. This person will never (laughs) Take them out of here. Please take them out. I
1: need to know. Don't forget to tell me who they were.
0: Yeah. You already know the usual suspects. And so I was like, okay, cool. All right. Who else? Who else? Who else in the community could teach you if I can't? Right? Who are some people that we do life with? They started naming. Oh, maybe Garrett. Maybe maybe Timothy. Maybe Jimmy. Maybe Uncle Christian. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. they started naming these people. And I'm like, yeah, they are in your community so that they can help when Mm -hmm. we don't have capacity to. Right. Well, they can teach you some of the things that, you know, if you wanted to learn how to date, you can ask a little Christian. I'm sure he can give you some pointers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so once you say, OK, I have a vision, I have community that I have a village, then you get in a relationship with someone and you bring them around your community. And then they say, hey, I think this person is great for you or whatever, but they help align you and help you make this decision. you are not making this decision alone. Similar to how I had you come along to my friends, right? Mm -hmm. I got to hang out with you and your people, right? Mm -hmm. Some of those people that were like in the community, they're not a part of our village, Mm -hmm. right? But there was only one couple from your village and from my village that came together and we made another village, so to speak, Mm -hmm. right? And now we had babies in the village Mm -hmm. and now the babies are protected in the village and they can grow up with there's seven or eight or nine friends that we all had babies around, right? All our babies were babies together. And they can grow up and two of them can break off and start a whole new village. Mm -hmm. You know, not together, not saying they gotta get married, but their friendships can probably line up. Mm -hmm. Um, And they can start a new thing. But I felt bad because I'm like, okay, so we're talking about marriage and the success rate but we're not taking into capacity, like-
1: Consideration.
0: We're not taking into consideration the amount that the village and the community have. That's and, so good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In part with that. So I just thought that was interesting and I think that's something that you have to consider as well. Mm-hmm. It's like who you're around and what they're doing. So why get married? It, it, it's safety, it's security, mm-hmm. right? If your parents or your people are wilding out, and you have a pseudo family that you've created for safety and security.
1: Mm. How married are you, babe?
0: Oh, I'm so married that. What did I do? I um. I did something the other day. Oh, this morning you asked me to go. Get Zyrtec and some stuff for the kids on my way out. I went to the Rite eight for you real quick. Ran that errand for you, even though you were supposed to do it last night. <laughs> you said you were going to do it. I didn't tell you. I was trying to help you motivate you.
1: You did. You're, I told you to help me.
0: Motivate. Well, I was trying and to you motivate. you failed. No. <laughs> we got to the house, y'all, and she was like, okay, babe, please make sure that I pack the kids' backpacks for tomorrow's school. Right? Tonight. Tonight. She's like, make make sure I pack them tonight, so they I ain't got to do in the morning. I was like, okay, okay, all right. Don't forget the pack. She went upstairs, used the restroom, came downstairs in her robe. I knew once she put that robe on, it was a freaking rat. I was like, get I did up, come up in get up, rope. get up, come on! I was pulling he on her arms, get up! He begged, come on! was unsuccessful. And I was like, come on! You told me to motivate you, and you were like, I'm done. I'm not motivated. I'm not doing it. <laughs> and now she's telling me that I did. I failed. <laughs> How married are you?
1: <laughs> I'm so married that um, I, I've i been listening to you a lot, and I'm like, I don't know how to help this man. <laughs> what? You've, you know, you've been dealing with some stuff. You've had some challenging conversations. You've had to navigate different decision-making and all the things, and I'm like, Ugh, I just wish I could help him in some sort of way. And what I decided to do was that I'm going to meal prep. And uh-huh. so I spent the weekend meal prepping Because I feel like that's something within my wherewithal And I know that when you are eating well You have a sharp mind mm. And you really like to eat healthy And so that was a decision I made for both of us um, I really appreciate that But I definitely had you in mind As like what can I do for this man um, Wow that was very sweet this season.
0: Excellent good word
1: <laughs> And, and that's, that's just how married
0: we are, are.